This is the Disciple Makers Podcast by Discipleship.org. You're listening to Season 7, and every week this season will bring you content about making disciples. Discipleship.org brings together like-minded organizations who are focused on making disciples. And our goal is to help you become a Jesus-style disciple maker. Before we get into today's episode, let me tell you about a related resource, a free download called the Kingdom Unleashed Sampler. And here's how it relates to the podcast. You're about to listen to an episode connected to something called orality, which is a method for reaching people through story with the gospel that enlivens and deepens reproducing discipleship. Okay, that's a mouthful. No pun intended. But the Kingdom Unleashed Sampler gives you some background into how to share the gospel today. So download this free ebook at discipleship.org slash ebooks. Today we're featuring an episode from Brentwood Baptist Church and their track at the National Disciple Making Forum about orality. The episode is called When Someone Feels, featuring Stephen Stringer and Mark Overstreet. Take a listen. All right. So my name's Mark. And last name's Overstreet. Uh, I work with a company that works around the world with indigenous partners that serve men, women, and children in the body of Christ to be able to make disciples and reproduce leaders, disciple makers, and uh, people who can hear the word of God and share that, even if they don't have the scriptures translated in their heart language. And even if they've never been to a Bible college or a seminary. And we have a lot of fun reaching unreached and engaged people groups around the world. And I get to work with this guy, who is? I'm Stephen Stringer. I live in London, England, uh, with my wife and one child. The other two children have flown the nest. And I work with the International Mission Board, uh, where where I travel and... uh, uh, work um, really all around the world, uh, helping people understand how to um, develop God's Word in their own language, uh, use stories to share the gospel, plant churches, and disciple believers. And we're going to begin this session with a story from the Word of God. Is that we right? are. The session, uh, the title of the session is When People Feel. Now, you may have looked on the door, you may have looked on your program, and you've, and you've said, I really want to go to Carrie Greening's session on when people feel. And I would really like to go to Carrie Greening's session as well. Obviously, neither of us look anything at all like Carrie, nor are we nearly as talented, but here we are. So, Carrie couldn't be here today, so... We're going to be doing this session, and really it's going to be our interpretation of Carrie's session, um, how to use Bible stories to move towards spiritual conversation. So before we do that, though, I want us to experience a Bible story together, right? And sort of the way, if you were here in the last session, we talked about walking um, alongside people who've experienced trauma and how to use uh, stories from God's Word to do that. This is one of the stories that we use. I'm going to take you through one of the exercises that we do to help you really try to visualize and feel the story. So, 
and I will back away. And, and you back away. Out. Can you hand me? Uh, I'll just grab one. So the story we're going to talk about is uh, the story from Mark chapter 5, uh, where there was a woman uh, who had been bleeding for 12 years uh, goes to Jesus for healing. This is a story from God's Word. So, <clears throat> Jesus had been on the Lake of Galilee, right? He had been on the other side of the lake. And he came, was coming back to Capernaum, Peter's hometown. And so, when he got off the boat onto the shore, uh, as always, there were crowds of people coming to meet him. And in the crowd was a very important religious leader in the community, right? His name was Jairus. And uh, Jairus led the local house of prayer. And so he came to Jesus and he fell down in front of him and he said, Teacher, my daughter is sick. She's dying. And I know if you'll just come and, and put your hands on her, she'll be healed. Please come to my house and put your hands on my daughter. And Jesus agreed to go with this man. And so they began walking uh, in towards Jairus' house. And as they're walking, the crowds grew and more and more people gathered around Jesus. There was another person. In the crowd. It was a woman. For 12 years, she had suffered from a bleeding problem. And she had gone to doctor after doctor after doctor. She spent every bit of money she had. She did get better. She got worse. But she heard about Jesus. And she thought, she thought, if I could just touch him, I know I'll be healed. And so this woman who had this bleeding problem made her way through the crowd. And as she got near to Jesus, she reached out and she just, she touched the hem of her of his clothing and instantly she was healed and she knew she was healed jesus knew that power had come out from him and healed someone and so he began to ask who touched me and his disciples were like look at the people everybody's touching you and Jesus said, no, who touched me? And this woman knew that Jesus was talking about her. She began to tremble. And she came and she fell down at Jesus' feet. And she told him everything about being sick about the doctors, about thinking I could just touch it. And then she touched it and she was healed. 
And Jesus looked down at her. My daughter, your faith in me has healed you, has made you completely whole. That's what that word heal means. Now go in peace. That's the story from God's Word. So we're going to do something a little touchy-feely with you today. And we thought that was okay because the word feel is in the title of this session, right? Um, But I warn you, you're going to have to actually participate, right? And... um, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Now, if you don't trust the person next to you, you don't have to close your eyes, but it works best if you'll close your eyes. So uh, what we're about to do is we're going to do one of the exercises What we do is we call them healing activities, ways to help people really fully experience uh, these stories, experience God's word in a, in a different way. So uh, we're going to ask you to place yourself in the position of this woman. And I know if you're a dude, we're not asking you to be a woman. Don't worry about that. But this woman has experienced things that are common to all of us, right? And so you're going to place yourself into this position of this woman. And I'm going to walk you back through the story, but I'm going to walk you back through. I'm I'm basically going to be your guide, okay? And I want you to feel this story more than hear this story. Right? Okay, so close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that. And just listen to my voice. I want you to imagine that you're this woman. You you've been you've been sick. You've been losing blood every day for 12 years. I want you to think about how you're feeling. Now, you have tried everything, right? You've spent all your money. You've got no money left. Scripture says you suffered at the hands of doctors. You didn't get better. You got worse. How do you feel? But you've heard about the teacher. And he heals people. And he's coming to your town. And you know if you could just touch him, you also would be healed. So I want you to go to the lake shore and hear the waves hitting the shore. Feel the rocks under your feet. And you look and you see the teacher. He is getting out of a boat 
There he is. He's right there. Think how, how, how are you feeling? There's the teacher. The crowd of people. And you start to take a step towards him. There's, there's the really important man. Everybody knows him. Oh, he's gone to talk to the teacher. The teacher's going with the important man to his house. How do you feel now? He's walking away. There are the crowds. There's the teacher. There's the important man. You've got nothing left. And you know if you touch him, even just the edge of his clothes, you'll be healed. So you make your way through the crowd. They know you. They know the illness you have. It's an illness that makes you unclean. They can't even touch you. You don't care. Now reach out through the crowd and touch him. Instantly, you know you've been healed. No more bleeding. No, you're, no more exhaustion. No more pain. You are healed. You are whole. Oh no, the teacher stopped. He's looking around. He's asking who's touched him. His disciples don't understand, but you know. He's looking for you. And you, the unclean woman, touched him. And he knows it. Now go before him. Fall at his feet. You're trembling. Your hands can't stop shaking. And you just tell him everything. You tell him about the doctors. You tell him about the 12 years. You tell him about how you felt. You tell him about going and reaching and touching him. You tell him about being healed. Now look up in his face. In his eyes. My daughter. My son, your faith in me has made you completely whole. Now go in peace. That's the story from God's Word. You can open your eyes now. We're just going to talk just a little bit about this story. We don't have a lot of time.
telling stories takes time. One-hour sessions aren't very good for storytellers. But I do want to ask you a couple of questions. As you experienced this story, right? As you experienced this story, what, what feelings did you experience? What did you feel? Anger. Anger. When? Beginning. Beginning. Four long years I've been suffering. Nothing's been done. I've basically gone bankrupt. Yeah. With no help. Yeah. What else? Hopeless. Hopeless. Yeah. You've done everything. Desperation. Desperation. It's a picture of despair. Yeah. What else? It's physical pain. You're thrown out your lower back and just been like, it's just agonizing. Agonizing. Agony. For... 12 years, agony. Yeah. What else? Enjoy. Enjoy. How did you feel when Jesus said to you, my daughter, my son? How did you feel? Unworthy. Unworthy. Interesting. Yeah. How else? Freedom of guilt. Freedom. Yeah. Um, sorry? Valued. Valued. Yeah. For the first time in at least 12 years. Yeah. My daughter. My son. Those are powerful words. What else? Accepted. Yeah. Accepted. A weight has been lifted. Because as you said, yeah. she was unclean. Yeah. Considered unclean by Yeah. People couldn't touch her. They couldn't eat with her. She couldn't sit in the same chair that another person sat. Or someone couldn't sit in a chair after she had sat in the chair. Yeah. <clears throat> Yet she made her way through a crowd and touched a holy man. Yeah. How did you feel when um, you were on the side of the seashore, you're about to go towards Jesus, and Jairus comes up, the super-duper holy important man? How did you feel? Insignificant. Insignificant. Here we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. I don't even deserve this healing. I'm insignificant. So, we are really running out of time, so I'm going to move forward. Um, the reason why we we focused on feelings in this session is, you know, as as you've as you experience this story for yourselves, I I hope you felt the story. I hope you, um, even if you're a dude, you know, that you really felt the story. That um, There's a whole movement of, uh, uh, of 
people coming to Christ in a country in West Africa called Burkina Faso, um, where they're using stories and sharing the gospel. And uh, the last time I saw there were about 3,500 new believers who'd come out of it. And most of the leaders in that movement are young men, 20 to 30 years old. And I went to evaluate that that movement, and I, and I sat down and I interviewed uh, a number of these men, and, and I asked them the question. So you're using Bible stories to share the gospel, to, to, um, to teach the Bible. Just tell me, what's the story that you feel like has had the most impact? Right? And I was expecting, I have my favorite Bible stories, right? This is a good one, but I have others that, are, that I like more that I use a lot. I've seen uh, God use uh, other stories, and uh, I was expecting one of those stories. But they, 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 every single one of them, every single one of these young men um, said the bleeding woman story. And I said, well, maybe you don't understand my question. Which one has had the most impact? And every single, the bleeding woman story. And so I had to ask, so tell me why. Why do you think this story has such impact? And it was, the answer was the same. It was so very, it seemed just so very clear and simple to them. They said, we know what it's like. We've all been sick. We've all spent all of our money to not get better, just to get worse. We've all felt insignificant. We've all felt like we didn't deserve something and Jesus cares and when people hear that story they want to know Jesus so this uh, this particular session is about starting spiritual conversations using Bible stories with people and you start with where people are how do they, how do they what are their common feelings what do they know? And how do you help them move towards Jesus, right? That's, that's our goal. How are you helping people move towards Jesus? And um, Mark is going to come help us talk about that, right? I'm looking at Mark because I want to make sure that I'm, doing the, I'm in the right part right now because I've, I know I'm out of time, but I, there might be something else I was supposed to say. I think this is it. This is it. Okay. Yeah, this is it. So what we'd like to invite you to do, if you are... Oh, so no, it's not. It's not. Oh, no? I got another thing to say. Oh, good. Oh, oh, well, there you go. See? I just needed to be his memory prompt. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm in charge of the discipleship, in charge of, but I look after the discipleship in our church in England. Um, and you, we use Bible stories to really as the content for all of our teaching. Um, and it's obedience-based discipleship. So the idea is we learn things in, um, in the story that we are going to obey in our own lives. And we also say, and, and, and we're going to go share that with other people. The scariest thing for everyone that we talk about is not can I remember the story or tell the story? It's how in the world do I get into a conversation where I can share this story, right? And so um, we have some different, there are different techniques you can use. Um, I, I, 
I detected a bit of an accent over here. Where are you from? Coventry. Coventry, okay. So because you're here, I'm going to say this. I probably wouldn't say it if you weren't here, but um, let me ask you this. You've spent time on the trains? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Most people on the train, most people on the train, it's one of the quietest places in all of England, right? No one talks to anyone. When do people actually talk to one another on the train? Oh, there is one very specific time when everyone talks to, to each other. When the train breaks down, right? Because people love to, they're in a, a situation where they can moan about something together, right? Right? And so what I tell people is, find something to moan about, right? And then you say, yeah, you know, this world is kind of messed up. It wasn't supposed to be that way. Here's a story, right? Uh, We're always trying to help people connect with, with other people and connect them to Jesus, right? Because what we've discovered around the world, right, and it's true here in America, as it's true in England, as it's true in Africa, as it's true in Asia, that really most people, there are about four or five things that are common problems that people are facing in a community, right? Four or five things that if you hear that, you touch upon it, you you can move into a Bible story if you have a story that you can share. We just heard this story. Who is this story good for? Not just good for women. We just heard in Burkina Faso, there there are plenty of men who need to hear this story. Who's this story good for? This is not a rhetorical question. Who's this story good for? For anybody, but in particular, who would you think, if, if you were talking to them, some of the characteristics of that person? And you would, you would immediately come to this story and say, I need to tell them this story. Someone who's been facing rejection for a long time. Someone who's, that's really good. Someone who's been facing rejection for a long time. What else? Someone who's suffering. Definitely. The key is to listen. And, and this is where... Uh, <laughs> the key is to listen. We, we talked in our last session about listening and, the, and, and how important listening is. It's the most overlooked step of discipleship, the most overlooked step of evangelism is listening, right? So sitting and listening to someone, not, not simply um, to let them tell you a lot of things, right? Also, not simply because... You want them to say whatever they need to say so you can get to your story, right? You're not treating people like projects. They're not your project. Listening to people because you care about them. And you want to hear them. You want them to be heard. Listening to people because you have the answer. What's the answer? Who is the answer? Jesus, right? God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, right? You're in Sunday school, you kind of get that figured out, right? Okay? Jesus is the answer. You have to listen to discover the question, right? So listen. Hear the question. Hear the feelings underneath 
where, where people are, and then you can connect a story like this one, like other ones, to share with them the life-giving message of Jesus. Okay, now I'm done, Mark. Now. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to invite you to just where you are. Uh, we, I think if I counted the numbers right, we're at right about 12. Uh, why don't you just grab the three of you nearest one another and circle together. Uh, you can, uh, I'm not, is it okay if they move a chair in a way? Okay. So just a, a group of three. And uh, what we'd like for you to do is take uh, some of the time that we have remaining, uh, maybe the next uh, 15 minutes. And I want you to listen to one another. I want you to connect with one another uh, as we've been discussing. And I want you, any story, uh, this is not a time for you. I, now, if you have a good story that you've learned that you remember, or you're in the last session and you want to tell the Joseph story, just uh, remember a part of listening. Uh, this is something we don't do real well in this part of the world. We do something called reductive listening, which means as I'm talking to you, you may already have cocked, locked, and ready to rock a response or like what you really need me to know. And that's not listening. That's preparing a sermon. Uh, so you can do that in your study uh, or after 3 o'clock when we're done. But we're, right now we'd like to invite you to listen and to share. Someone's going to have to share uh, before others listen. But just, just be mindful of the time and maybe since there's three of us in a circle uh, maybe just take a few minutes each to tell the story uh, and, and include in it ingredients like you've heard, like groaning, moaning, struggling. Um, people like to hear uh, that you're struggling. Uh, in the Joseph story, everything starts great, and then there's a great str struggle. And so uh, why don't we do that now? Just uh, maybe make sure everyone gets together and everyone shares a story from the scriptures together. All right, guys. How did that go? Was it hard? Sure. All right, so there's enough of us in the room where if you could take one sentence and share what you said, and we'll just do it by groups, uh, maybe the story you shared, who'd like to go first? You guys look like a great group. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Just to tell you the story we shared? Yeah, what'd you share? Um, I shared the story about um, Jesus eating the 5,000. And do you have those stories, like, ready to go, you already had it, learned, and everything, or were you, like, scrambling a little? Well, no, it came to my mind, but I mean the whole details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are not there. Okay. The basics. How do you there, How do you guys feel like she did? She did good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You You I noticed you guys are sitting close to one another, so you want to open up a little <laughs> bit. How did she do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How'd you feel about doing it? Got very nervous. Oh yeah, that's good. That's totally normal. Um, 
What was the hardest part about sharing the story? I'm worried about whether you get it right or not. <laughs> okay, yeah, if you're missing something or... Uh, thank you for sharing that. How, what'd you share? She's a good listener. <laughs> yeah? We took up too much time. We didn't get to Oh, no. Oh, rule breakers. This is the rule breakers. Uh, you didn't get to your story, but you were listening good. That's perfect. That means you were listening earlier. It's, there are a lot of folks. I had a call with someone last week. It was a two-hour call because he wanted to learn a lot. And one hour and 56 minutes in... He said, I said, just a heads up, I, I have a hard stop in four minutes. I've got to start another conference call. And he said, well, I feel like I've talked the whole time and I haven't heard anything. And I said, well, your feelings and the truth are aligning. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, if, you, if you start listening, it is really amazing how much people will open up and, and feel more comfortable. What would you share? Uh, I shared the story with Zacchaeus. Okay. And ha- did you have that? I did. Okay. So uh, you Only because I preached at this last weekend for our sermon. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so you've kind of got, you've got a lot of that yes. learned. Yes. Um, and now, now, to be open, I was afraid because I was like, oh my goodness, that's the only story I can know on the fly right now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. I've got an interesting statistic to share with you afterward about that. If you're preparing to preach, right? And maybe, what, are you a and pastor? Was, I am. And okay. It was, a, it was specifically a storytelling sermon. Okay. Our so he, pastor challenges to do this. Okay, great. So he told the story of Zacchaeus this Sunday. Uh, so uh, how, how did, what was the hardest part of that, of, of doing it right here? Um, the same thing, missing something. And in okay. fact, I, did, I got okay. something out of, out of order. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I need to go back and say, okay. oh, no, wait, okay. that's before you guys. Okay, all right, good. And how did you guys feel about that? Yeah, you felt like it was really, really good. Did he give you the like the prefix about having already preached it? And okay, yeah. but he actually did do good. You're not just saying yeah. that because he's a pastor. Okay, <laughs> just checking. And uh, you listened. She didn't get to tell her story, but uh, she did listen. They said she was a great listener. Just to clarify, do we mean Bible story she was supposed to tell? Because I listened to an incredible story of using. In, a, in storytelling. Ah, okay. That was. Yeah, that's a great story. Fascinating. Yeah, that is a great story. I, I had, had you ever heard of that? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah, man, there's some great stories about the henna tellers. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. You've done that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good to know. Okay, next group. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, my interpretation of what you said was that we were to know to each other. Excellent. Oh, okay. And then work out the story that would be appropriate for that. Perfect. Sure. Okay, so that's what we did. Excellent. Now, forgive me, my English speaking is more American speaking. No, that's okay. That's, you know, we're split by the same language. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've had a long go of it. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we talked about different scenarios that uh, were in our lives that, Good. that we would moan about, which I thought was very grateful. And then trying to think of scripture to apply to that. Good, excellent. And you guys did that as a a group, community together. And uh, can you share what you moaned about? Yeah, sure, that's easy in the short sentence. My uh, 20-year-old daughter's just told me 
Why she's pregnant? Mm. Yeah, and uh, did they speak to you about a story that they could tell you, or, or how did that go? Um, so we started off by doing the moaning first, okay, around the scripture second, so we only got as far as one scripture. Okay, all right. And who shared that? Did someone share it with you, or did? Uh, I moaned, and then they they spoke into the story to know. Okay, good. So uh, let's. Save your moaning for last, and then we'll circle. What was your moaning? I, I was moaning about my former drug and alcohol addiction. Wonderful. And you're, you're still dealing with some of that, or no, I was just, just moaning about the past? Yeah, I was just moaning about the past and then praising God for what he did in that and okay. in the present circumstances. Okay. All right, good. Thanks for sharing that. And Damien? Uh, I moaned about my children uh, experiencing the... This uh, the racial conflicts that is experiencing in our country. Yeah, brown people. Right, and, right. And, uh, and how it, the complexities of it is that a lot of people who claim to be Christians are the ones that are mm. doing it. Mm. And mm. so it, it 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 throws it really throws them for a loop. Yeah, if, if that's what God is, then I'm out. Yeah, and so. Uh, Chris, Chris spoke about uh, the story of talking about uh, when Jesus says that, you know, some folks want to say that I appreciate your name, I did this, and he wants to say, wait for me to be able to do what I can do you. Mm. Because the defining aspect of Christians is love. Mm. And, and God's just like, mm. love is the defining. And then also just the aspect of, you know, God said, wait till the end. Um, is a big judgment when things are being, being mm. and God is solidified. And I was like, the waiting times and the fact that he says, no, leave it like that. Yeah. So that's for us to deal with. Yeah. So like Paul was saying, you know, the woman in flesh. Yeah. Grace is sufficient for you. And he talked, and the word that he used, counterfeit, mm. like, it's, just, it's true, it's not like. Yeah. And when you're in a circle of a, a community, uh, and that could include a, a small circle like the ones you're in right now or a larger circle like a Bible study or a church. Uh, the circles that you drew up, that was at the beginning, right? Or was that at the last session? Oh, I, there were circles on that board. Beautiful circles. Uh, and there are behaviors at the outside uh, that people get to see, right? Uh, the, the fruits uh, that that we get to observe, but down deep, you were in here in that last session, so you know down deep inside there's the that world view that when you are listening to what people are willing to share about what they do or what they've seen others do or what uh, morals guide people or the the nature of what a person proclaims to be. Uh, but a part of the reason why Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit is because when actions like the one you just shared are exposed, it shows something down inside that uh, needs transformation. And, and that's what listening will give you. you. You get to hear about experiences, people share as, as those conversations open up. And as we get more comfortable uh, with more stories from the Word, more stories of our past together. We begin pooling those collections. That's why community is so important and regularly gathering 
Uh, let's move uh, to group number three. Uh, who? Let, let's uh, go in. Go in a circle. I was moaning. I moaned first about my daughter basically abandoning abandoning her daughter, and we have to take over and raise her. Okay. Um, and then we just kind of we ended up doing more moaning and less storytelling. Back. We didn't have enough time in the four of us. Yeah, four of us. <laughs> so you, but so you moan. But did everybody get a chance to moan? No, not really. Okay. I moaned about my daughter. Okay. Um, OCD. Yeah. Um, and then I moaned about the fact that his friends, who he would like to tell about Christ, but you know, there are reasons they're they're getting um, no. <coughs> You know, pushing back. Mm. Um, he may know about our inability to really talk about this because we only had a few minutes. We didn't really yeah, I, know, I, didn't, I asked more of a question in the morning. Okay. I said, you know, <clears throat> the question was, as we're all in our sphere of influence over the course of the days and the weeks, when we asked someone to join us in something for Christ to be at the Bible study or something. What's the reasoning why they say no? Mm. And when they do say no, how do you handle that? Mm. What do you say? Mm. Trying to conjure up you know, what story do you say or what do you say when someone says no? Mm. Mm. That was kind of interesting. And were there some responses? Yes. Yeah. Good ones? Yeah. Any anyone that you want to share? Um, well, we didn't really get into it too deep other than uh, a lot of the responses was the, the book is irrelevant, it's made up by man, and I really don't know what to say about it. Um, and I've had those responses as well. Mm. I would continue down that path that, you know, I, I've had those same feelings at some point in my life. Fortunately, someone was able to step in and willing to open up the book with me. Mm. And together we discovered what the real answer was. Mm. And I would like to do that with you. Yeah. When we talked about relationships, there needs to be, um, this is the, relationships need to be built. And the, one of the ways that you build them is listening to each other's stories. Yeah. So, you know, this is a, it's a, it's, Something that takes time. Yeah. As you said, listening takes a lot of time. Yeah, community doesn't... We build tiny steps that are community every time we're together. Uh, And uh, over time, the better we get at listening, the bigger our community uh, grows. And so I, I would just, let, let's just kind of open it up. We've got a few minutes to go. Uh, and uh, there may be, uh, I, I want to hear from you about how you envision being able to apply this to your plane ride home or to your next family meal or to the next time you're alone eating uh, at a restaurant and maybe somebody sits across from you. Um, do you have... Uh, any questions that you want to ask or any experiences that you think, you know, this is uh, an area that I just want to, I want to re-envision what this conversation could look like.
I would say that, that storytelling is a very good way to have the other person remember. It's a good way to remember the conversation. Um, your, your story about the woman that was bleeding, um, I think, I do a lot of work with um, people that are getting out of addiction mm. and out of incarceration. And the woman who was bleeding would be a very good story for someone who is getting off of addiction or out of addiction. They do feel a sense of worthlessness and no one understands. And, um, um, perseverance needs to be discussed. Uh, self values need to be discussed. And those things can all be discussed in that story. Um, and that would also en enable someone to see the rubble, how relevant the Bible is in 2019. Mm. Yeah, I would just like to add something um, that, you know, what I did up there was a little bit of a performance, right? The, a little bit of performance. Um, but the key to those kind of conversations that you're talking about, um, they're not really the they're, they're they're not really the times when you're standing in front of a group of people. But those will happen. But it's when you're sitting down with someone and they're struggling and you're able to bring life to the conversation. The question is, what do you want them to go away with? You want them to go away with your words? You want them to go away with a story from God's Word? And, and it'll rattle around in their heads and their hearts. Mm. Um, but here's my challenge. Is that conversational style, that sitting down with people, being able to tell a story that fits where they are requires God's Word to be embedded in your heart and the hearts of the people mm -hmm. that you're discipling. You, this doesn't work unless you have those stories flowing mm -hmm. out of you. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you to go and learn as many stories as mm -hmm. you can. Mm -hmm. so, sorry, yeah. No, that's Stop good. Preaching. That's really good. I do think when you say performance, you don't mean it bad. You just mean like you prepared, you were ready, you were monologuing up here, not sitting down one-on-one. -on -one. And so right. it's not a bad thing. And the way uh, you tell a story is different when you're doing it. Yeah. Right? Because you're not even projecting when you're sitting down. That's there. right. Like <laughs> if you project, uh, has anybody ever had a, a, a leader who talks differently when they're up in front of an audience than they do when they're just sitting across the table. It used to be completely normal to do that. And uh, a part of that was because there was an era where there weren't microphones and, and, and leaders had to project outward uh, to tens of thousands of people sometimes. And that age <coughs> has ended. Uh, but the practice and the practices among some have not. And for me, uh, as somebody who's taught subjects like preaching before, it's refreshing to be able to feel like I can sit across the table from someone and talk the same way that I can 
up on stage in front of five or 50 or 5,000. Uh, there's not a step I have to take to become some super person. Uh, the, the, the embodiment of Jesus in this kind of life is one that looks for opportunities. He didn't have to turn around. She was already healed, right? He turned around so that more could happen. Uh, she still needed some things, right? Who touched me? You, you walked through that with us. Um, think about all the listeners who needed to find out that it was the unclean one, right? So we've got to end right now, but I, I do want to just double down and say, when you fill yourself up with those words, uh, you will have dozens, maybe hundreds of stories so that when you have conversations uh, when the train does get stopped, uh, when you have a 40-minute flight and you know it's up and down and you really would like to get about 30 minutes sleep and the person next to you starts talking and you just think, okay, well, God, maybe, maybe right now you don't want me to sleep. Maybe you want me to speak. Uh, before that, listening and, uh, and, and, and being like this one who turns around and asks, who, who touched me? So thank you. Appreciate you. That's it for today's episode. Make sure to check out the Kingdom Unleashed ebook sample that we mentioned at the top of this episode by going to discipleship.org slash ebooks and look for the Kingdom Unleashed. Thanks for listening. Until next time.